to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Indeed, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Hey, guess what? I'm your host, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, Dr. Pat Basile, joining you here today. And I am accompanied by my main man across the table from me, Mr. Benny. What up? Hey, how you doing? I bees good. It's a good day, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd like to say so. It is. I'm totally. feeling a little queasy, though. A little stomach You're not feeling going, well? I'm just kind of running through it right now. Are you? Yeah. I didn't have time to feel queasy today. Well, that's good. I wish yeah. I had that. Got a call at like 5 o'clock this morning <laughs> from one of uh, our East Coast uh, uh, Dr. Pat team people. Aha, uh-huh. which would be 9 o'clock right Yeah, now. for a meeting oh, no. that is not, Eight o'clock. is not going to happen until tomorrow. <laughs> really? So that's how busy all of us are. Uh-oh. I rather is here Uh-oh. today. And then I did, of course, a great, great show mm-hmm. um, on heart-centered leadership. And now we're continuing the conversation. Very, very exciting day we have for you planned on the radio. We've got lots of really cool things uh, that, to talk about. First of all, I've got a book in my hand, and we were just talking with Karen uh, Barbanel. Yay! Good job. Yeah, and I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we were t- and, and I had the book in my hand. I was uh-huh. I was reading it, and it's like birthing the elephant, Whoa. right? Birthing Whoa. the elephant. It's a big baby. Uh, t- 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 no kidding. <laughs> a women's go for it. Oh. A guide to overcome the big challenges of launching a business. And I was talking uh, with her, and, and we'll bring her on in a second. Uh, about wow, wouldn't it have been great to have had this book in my hand like maybe five years ago, uh, and then maybe I could have you know kind of like uh, um, you know maybe not have stepped in some of the potholes. But I cannot wait to talk with her about this book. And then coming up as well is Michael Peter Langevin joining us here today, shamanism and science, and then Dr. J- Shirley Madeer, uh, natural ways to improve your looks without going under the knife. And so a lot of decisions we get to make in our lives, and I love the conversations we have. But Karen is joining us here right now, uh, birthing the elephant for many of you. I mean, this is really a fun book. You look at the cover of it, and, you know, there's this woman high-stepping it pretty much, and it looks like maybe about four or five-inch heels. Wow. With this, yeah, check it. Look at those. I know. With this elephant kind of, you know, tagging behind. I wouldn't be wearing those heels running from an elephant. Uh, You know, but sometimes in the business, you have to wear the heels. This is true. And so here you are here, you know, all of us looking at this today and thinking, how is it that some people are successful at what they do and others either end up folding the tent early or folding the tent uh, or actually never getting the idea off the ground? Well, Karen and I are going to be talking. Talking about that today, you know, as we look at birthing the elephant and what does it mean uh, and how this is so important, how we can turn one small idea into a thriving business. So let me just tell you a little bit about uh, Karen before, you know, she she just pops in here. An entrepreneur, author, speaker uh, on career issues facing women. And many of you listening to this show, you know what we're talking about here today. She is a small business owner, started her own solo communications firm in the 90s. It was that kind of year for us, I think, in the 90s. 
I can't wait to ask her what year. Uh, and also, she was selected by the Avon Corporation as spokesperson for its corporate corporation to cottage program so we're going to be talking with her she's appeared on uh, radio television uh good morning america cnbc wcbs abc and you name it joining us here today uh, karen i want to thank you thank you thank you for joining us here on the dr pat show oh i'm so happy to be here yeah I, we're so happy to have you here and actually we have you here for like a really long time today which is very good oh that's great we can really get into something and we are going to get into something things uh you know let's start with the first conversation i'm going to start like at the beginning so that um you can introduce yourselves to our listeners you know i read the book i looked at uh, your website and 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 really read about some of the things that um that you're saying and you know even even when we go through the chapters for example giving up a paycheck uh mentality and i've got to ask you all along the way, here you are starting your own business. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome to get to this moment? That's a great question. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, making the transition from employee to entrepreneur mm. wasn't easy. I was in a situation that a lot of people are. You know, we're seeing the headlines about Lehman Brothers, Merrill Lynch. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people out there, you know, looking for new positions and possibly thinking about launching. I myself launched in the early 90s, I'll say, after I was basically let go from a, a, a major consulting firm. I was in their marketing group. At the time, my son was about one, and I really had to make a decision for myself. You know, did I want to go off and, you know, is it a pretty high level? Did I want to have one of those, you know, 14-hour job days where I was commuting from where I live in New Jersey into Manhattan or whatever and never see my son, or did I want to take a different path? So I sort of decided at that point, rather than looking for another job, I was going to see if I could make, you know, take my background in marketing and launch a home-based business. Great idea, but I knew nothing about business, nothing about launching a business. Most of my friends were not at the time doing this. The Internet was not available. You know, it was just a gleam in someone's eye. So I myself found the transition. It was just very tough, you know. I was uh, what we call in the book a paycheck player myself, you know, and, um, you know, it had the job security of a, a great position. And then, uh, you know, then I was faced with really... Uh, trying to figure out what to do next. And, you know, you go from having an office, having, you know, support, having a oh. staff, you know, to chasing the FedEx truck oh. and waiting for the phone to ring. Or, oh. you know, they didn't even have email really back then, you know, when I was launching. So I found it to be a very, very tough transition. And that was part of, you know, kind of um, down the road, the inspiration for the book. And, you know, as we were looking out, my co-author and I, um, you know, he uh, does a small business column. And we were just saying, gosh, there are, you know, huge numbers of women. Women are launching businesses at two to three times the rate of men. You know, there's the Internet explosion, which is sort of enabling, you know, the whole small business, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, boom to really take place. And we started thinking, you know, there really is a need for a different kind of guide out there. There are lots of uh, tons of business books out there on the shelves, we all know. Um, and but they most of them deal with what we call the three M's. Mm -hmm. You know, it's marketing, management, and money. But there's really a fourth M: motivation. That's oh. kind of at the heart of small business survival. And anyone who's 
kind of dealt with the ups and downs of a launch really knows exactly what we're talking about. You know, it's very, it's exciting. You know, you're, you're trying to give birth to your idea. It's like birthing an elephant. And, um, but you're dealing with all kinds of emotional issues. You know, there's image anxiety, there's financial stress, there's, you know, your family wanting time when you're spending tons of hours, you know, launching. There's so many things that can really sort of sabotage your startup if you don't know how to manage them. So we really decided to focus this book on that fourth M, motivation, and really create a different kind of business guide that takes you step-by-step through the launch cycle. And it really grew out of, you know, the book out of my own personal experience and and my co-author who also, you know, lost a job in, in information technology. And at a point he said, you know, I just felt, you know, where is the job security? And we can all relate to this with the headlines now. He said, you know... I felt I was going to be more secure investing in my own talent and building something of my own than, you know, trying to go out and get another job and possibly facing the axe. And we did a press release a while ago, and the the headline was, well, when you're the boss, no one can fire you. And boy, is that true. You know, that's the big benefit. I mean, it's not a road for everyone. Entrepreneurship can be challenging. But it's definitely an option for people to explore, especially if they have a dream. Now may be the time to dust that dream off and take a look. Well, I love what you're talking about, and I wanted to ma- I want to mention uh, to everyone listening today, uh, Karen Abarbanel is joining us here today. But I want to say that you know the book that I have in front of me, Birthing the Elephant, is not the only book that she has written. I mean, uh, that we also have the Dollar Bill Knows No Sex, right. co-authored with Wendy Rue, uh, and then you also have How to Succeed on Your Own. Mm-hmm. That's all also uh, co-authored, I guess, with Henry Holt. Uh, and then you know, as we're looking at these, there are other books, of course, mm-hmm. that you know the art of winning foundation grants women's workbook so far because you know what you're talking about is really cool first of all karen let me tell you this I love, I don't know what year this was in the 90s, but mm-hmm. my, mine was 1992. I think there was something cosmic. Yeah, it was close to that. Yeah, cosmic mm-hmm. in the early 90s. There was like something like 92, 93, and even 94 for me that just was ready to shake us up if we were willing to get chuckle mm-hmm. a little bit. But I didn't take the route that you took. I went back to school. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I don't know if I went back to school because I couldn't face what it was that you had to decide to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did know that going to school was a dream of mine. I had the opportunity. There are so many people that are out there, myself including, that uh, just didn't really have a sense or don't today how to make it work. Is it different for women versus men? There are some issues. You know, some things are different. I, I have to say that, um, you know, a lot of men have read the book and really have found it helpful. So there are a lot of common problems around this that I think, you know, uh, are shared by men and women. But I think there's some things that women have to deal with. First of all, we are underfunded when you launch. I mean, that's a reality. I was just talking to someone in the financial field today mm-hmm. at a seminar earlier, and she said it's true. It's still happening. It's changing, but it's hard to get money. Um, as a woman, often it can be hard to get bank funding, whatever. So you're often, um, and there can be an upside to that and a downside, actually. You know, um, it can be hard. So you have to start leaner, but, you know, you don't have the credit problems that a lot of other people have who've over, overextended themselves. So I think one of the things that really is different is getting those startup dollars for women. And I think the other issue that is kind of different is women are 
actually more willing. I mean, when you talk about the emotional aspect of a startup and reshaping your identity, women totally get it in about two seconds, and they are there with you. They understand how critical these issues are, and they're really willing to reach out for help, whether it's reading this book or talking to other people, you know, to get help. And I think that's sort of a difference. That's another difference between men and women and how they respond to these challenges. So I think there are, there are you know, there are definitely some differences. But I think one of the most inspiring things, you were saying we don't know how to get started, and that's so true. And one of the most inspiring things I think about the book is that we, you know, we interviewed lots of different entrepreneurs. Yes. You know, we interviewed Bobby Brown, Liz Lang, but we also interviewed, you know, Ronnie Fliss. Um, she was 51. She was axed from a financial services job. Uh-huh. She ended up starting a wonderful business called Fat Murray's Doggy Treats. You know, she, <laughs> sells, she makes gourmet dog biscuits. Again, it was a business she knew nothing about, but she used her research skills from her financial background to really check out the market and, you know, move forward with her business. But there are lots of people, you know, some people are what you call, would call light bulb entrepreneurs. You know, they just have that idea and they just run with it. But then there are a lot of us, like me or possibly like you, who, you know, we take a much less direct route. We're what we call in the book emerging entrepreneurs. It kind of takes time for us to get that idea that we uh-huh. eventually run with to gel. Yeah. And, you know, we may make a, a lot of different detours, you know, go back to school, whatever. <laughs> but I think it's very heartening to know that there are sort of like these two models. And, you know, you don't have to feel if you want to move in this direction. Mm-hmm. I've got to have that fantastic idea. Well, you know, let's talk about great. this when we come back from break, because, you know, there are there are many different paths. But one of the things you talk about right at the right at the out of the gate is what we'll need to succeed. Very, very cool conversation today. Birthing the elephant. The women's go for it. Guide to overcome the big challenges of launching a business. Karen Abarbanel joining us here today when we come back. Wow. Karen's going to tell us what is the real deal. What do we really need to succeed? And then you can throw away all your other ideas. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The third annual Alive Expo is back in Seattle, Saturday and Sunday, November 8th and 9th. It's at the Linwood Convention Center. Enjoy health lectures, fitness demos, sample natural and organic products, get a free massage, and receive tons of free product samples. Admission is just $10 and parking is free. Go green at Alive Expo, November 8th and 9th at the Linwood Convention Center. Half-price admission coupons available at thedrpatshow.com or visit aliveexpo.com. This is one event you won't want to miss. Polaris Business Guides is ready to hand you the keys to a successful future. When you master the eight keys to a prosperous business, you'll accomplish more while doing less. You'll overcome success roadblocks, create powerful partnerships, build wealth, succeed in spite of economic challenges, and more. The next teleclass begins October 9th, and there's no risk because Madeline Gerwick offers a money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Sign up today and learn the eight keys to easily build and sustain the ultimately prosperous business. Call 877-524-8300 for complete details and to register. Or visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com for the keys to your prosperity. Visit P-O-L-A-R-I-S BusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. 
Your prosperity awaits you. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code Dr. Pat. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Attention homeowners, if you just refinanced or bought your house, did you know you signed a piece of paper agreeing to pay your lender more money in interest than you borrowed? How would you like to cut that interest almost in half or two-thirds without refinancing or making extra payments? Plus have your house paid off in about 10 years, not 30. If this catches your attention, we can help. Find out how much interest you can save on your current mortgage today by visiting DebtFreeMCA.com or calling 888-252-3083. Your family will be glad you did. Do you feel stuck with anxiety or depression? Imagine having the momentum and the tools to create emotional freedom. Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough and Empowerment Program helps you to release deeply rooted emotions from your subconscious and cellular memory, thus allowing you to access your true potential. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND or visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Click the show's page on 1150kknw.com for the scoop on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And for, to find out more about us, go to our website, www.thedrpatshow.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You're going to get information along the way. Uh, and as a matter of fact, you may even be fortunate enough to win one of these iPods with a couple CDs of past Dr. Pat shows. Today, we're here with Karen Abarbanel joining us here. The Birthing the Elephant is the book we're talking about, but it's more than a book. It is a really a, a treasure chest of information, that along with her web interface, on what we need to succeed. And, you know, Karen, again, thank you for joining us here today. Oh, and thank you so much. Please take us through the what we need to succeed, the kinds of things perhaps that we're not really told, so to speak. Right. I think, you know, we, we were just talking at the break there, Pat, about, yeah. you know, the fact that people think that money is kind of the Mount Everest when you're, you know, launching. People really think that that is, you know, the absolutely the biggest issue, you know, and they get concerned. I don't have enough. You know, how much is too much? You know, do I have enough? Can I get started? And, you know, they lose sight of the fact that in a way that that's not, you know, you can have the biggest bank account in the world and the best business plan in the world, but if you don't have sort of the emotional staying power to handle the ups and downs that you're going to face in launching, you know, those things don't really matter. So it's really important to kind of step back, take a little breath, you know, um, release the whole idea that is that money's the, you know, the, the startup monster, I think. And think about what are the real qualities, I mean, the personal qualities or, you know, assets that you need to sort of mobilize within yourself to succeed. And then look 
at these other outside mm-hmm. issues because it's really an inside job, like everything, as we know. It's really what are those inner resources and how can you tap them? And when we were talking to people for, for the book, we interviewed, as we said, a lot of women entrepreneurs from Bobby Brown to, you know, people all across the country, different ages, different um, businesses. Um, there were really kind of five qualities that emerged that really stood out um, from talking to everybody that um, I think it's important to share here just to give people a sense of um, kind of what you would need in your kind of emotional kit bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because honestly, uh, you know, and and this is what I loved about these uh, is that, you know, People can dump a bunch of money on on, on your yeah. table, but if you're not really cool on what we're about to talk about right now, you might as well, wow, get it. Right. Pop, yeah, yeah. That's to, not going to be the only thing that's going to make you succeed. That's for sure. All right. So let's. Um, so the first thing that we heard, you know, definitely time and again was you know passion, and it's passion, passion, passion. You know, if, if location, location, location is the you know the real estate mantra. In a launch, it's passion. In, a, in, a, in starting a small business, whatever kind of venture you're thinking about, you really have to be committed to that idea. You have to be excited about it, enthusiastic about it, able to mobilize other people through your enthusiasm. And you have to have that is what kind of the fuel that really um, will help you launch your startup and survive the ups and downs that you're inevitably going to face because right. we all do. So. That's it. You have to find that idea. You have to reach into yourself and find out what is that idea that, you know, I would just love to do. And even if no one paid me, I would love to do it that I want to run with. And that is going to be really critical to your success. Another issue is focus. You know, you really need to, especially in your startup, you know, the book, Birthing the Elephant, takes you through the first 22 months of a launch. And it kind of maps it for you. And uh, one of the things that we found when talking to people is being focused is really, really important. You have to kind of stay on your target, whatever that target is, and not be distracted. You know, when you're in, in this entrepreneurial mode, you're very excited. It's totally new. You've got this great idea. Everybody around you is kind of jazzed about it. And, you know, you're coming up with 25 new ideas a day, you know, and you can get distracted very easily. And it's really important because, you know, you're, you've got limited dollars uh, probably when you're starting up, most of us, and limited time. And you've got to be spending, you know, 80% of your time on the things that really count, whether it's marketing, finding new clients. So if you get distracted, if you're not focused, you can really go down a lot of detours that will, you know, dissipate your energy and your dollars. So passion, focus, really important. Yeah. So let me ask you a question about focus for a minute, mm -hmm. because there are some people and I'll tell you, I I am like probably uh, I'm probably at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. You know, I can get an idea a minute. What I've had to learn is Mm -hmm. that all of these are great and figure out which ones need to come to the top of the list today. How do you recommend, Karen, that we handle or we manage the idea machine that may be mm. kicking in every day? Wow, that's a, that's a great, great question, you know, because there may be many ideas out of there that are great, but if you're an entrepreneur, you know that probably nine out of ten things don't succeed, and you got to just generate a lot of stuff to keep going. I mean, I, I would say there that the way you want to manage that machine is you want to have a couple of priorities that, you know, in the book we talk about stages. And the first stage we call start your startup. It's kind of the first hundred days of your launch, for instance. 
And um, you want to pick four or five things that you are top of your list that are must-dos to get yourself through that, you know, first hundred days. And basically, you've got to take all these other great ideas and put them in your, you know, file of great ideas. And you've got to just focus on those four or five things that you really need to do. Now, as your business evolves, you know, you'll be pulling those other ideas out of your kit bag or out of your file and looking at them. Some of them will naturally fall by the wayside because they're not going to work. But it's really important, especially in that first, you know, critical 100 days, that you really come up with a couple of priorities, you know, not 10 or 12, that's too many, but four or five, and just stay laser-focused on those. So that's important. Great. So we've got passion, we've got focus. Um, the third thing is really persistence, you know, and anyone will tell you who's an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, um, the definition, one of the definitions of an entrepreneur is you'll go, you know, over, under, around, and through any obstacle in your path <laughs> on the way to your dream, which I love. It's the perfect definition. It is and, so true, though. Yeah, isn't it? And, you it know, really is. Yeah, but you got to have that. Again, you know, you've got that passion, and you couple that with persistence, and you are unstoppable. But you've got to be able to kind of, you know, stay that course and stay with things and, you know, bounce back, you know, from those setbacks that you're going to have. And we talk a lot about in the book about we talk to a resiliency expert, you know, how do you bounce back? That's the big issue. Right. Um, and then a fourth quality um, is really optimism. You know, every entrepreneur right. that we talk with, you know, you need that glass, you know, have full mentality to go out there because you're going to encounter a lot of naysayers, uh, when I was talking to Liz Lang, uh, she was wonderful, you know, did the maternity line, fantastic success. But, boy, she was talking about her startup and the people. Everyone told her, like, this is, this is a crazy idea, you right. know. She was working with a small designer. And listen to this guy. Is he kicking himself or what? She offered to start a maternity line under his, you know, name. And he said, you know, I think that's a lousy idea. I just don't think women will spend a lot of money for, you know, maternity clothes, period. End of story. <laughs> and she couldn't get buyers. She had to launch her own boutique. So, in other words, you know, you're going to encounter a lot of resistance. Could be even in your family and friends, people close to you. So you need that optimism. Right. And well, you need to surround yourself with other people who are kind of, you know, not going to be Pollyannish, but they're going to really support you. That is so important. And I, I, I want to really, you know, take a moment to talk about this mm -hmm. uh, before we go to break. And then sure. we'll, we'll pick it up afterwards. You know, when we're talking about Liz Lang, for example, I, I just want to bring things, you know, fast, you know, fast forward for a minute. This line of clothing dressed everyone from, I think, what, Cindy Crawford? Oh, I know. Right. right to Gwyneth Paltrow and mm -hmm. who knows who else. Mm -hmm. And we hear this over and over again. I've interviewed Jack Canfield, a very good friend of mine, over and over again. Sure. And Jack goes and he talks about the agents that fired these guys in the first chicken soup book, oh, the publishing companies, like 173 of them that said no to the first chicken soup for the soul. And talk about kicking yourself. I, I mean, it really does take a sense of persistence to really move beyond the naysayers. When we come back, Karen, I want to talk with you about what happens when the naysayers are your family. How do we handle that? But more importantly, what does it mean 
to truly live your dream? The answers are right here in Birthing the Elephant. Uh, Karen Abarbanel joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to hit it big time. What do you say to your spouse, your husband, whoever it is? Hey, you've been in the game long enough. Get out of it. Get a real job. We'll be right back. Man's boss, waiting for his turn to die. Do you have questions about romance, work, or health? Get the answers you need at the Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo, October 11th and 12th at the Seattle Center Fisher Pavilion. Saturday, 10 to 7, and Sunday, 11 to 6. For only $12, you can enjoy two days filled with over 80 holistic exhibitors and 60 free lectures ranging from natural health, personal growth, and metaphysical topics. Visit bmse.net for a $2 off coupon or call 541-482-3722 for information. Shop beautiful crystals, purchase quality nutritional supplements, have your future revealed, and much more. From ancient healing traditions to the latest in the holistic world, this Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo will educate and entertain. Dr. Pat will have an all-new lecture at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Come enjoy the Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo, October 11th and 12th. Visit bmsc.net. Do you wish you could trust your instincts more? Do you wish you were able to make decisions by confidently following your inner guidance? Maureen St. Germain, a modern-day mystic, road warrior, mom, and former corporate CEO, can help. Here's her tip of the week. When was the last time you knew what you should do, but you didn't trust your gut, and you later wished you had? Next time this happens, write it down, even if you didn't act on it. Writing it down in a journal will serve as a reminder to your subconscious that these intuitive hits are real. Maureen St. Germain has the tools and proven successes to help you connect with your highest wisdom. To find your best course of action in all circumstances, check out Maureen's tools for transformation, meditation CDs, Akashic record readings, courses, and more. You can find Maureen at angleangel.com. That's right, angleangel.com. The year 2012 and the great shift of the ages. The biggest story ever and the clock's ticking. Tired of all the doomsday predictions? Jack Alice has written a blockbuster novel, Infinity's Flower, showing us a vision of the new world and the vital role we play in creating it. Find out how at www.infinitysflower.com. That's infinitysflower.com. Spiritual empowerment coach and TV personality Robin Alexis helps countless people around the globe to live fuller and more conscious lives. Get your free on-air readings on Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis right here on Alternative Talk 1150 every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Robin serves you using her gifts as a medium, medical intuitive, past life reader, and more. Make your appointment every Wednesday at 3. Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And for more information, check out our website at Robin alexis.com this station is alternative talk 1150 a.m welcome back 
everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, you know, birthing the elephant. Many of you out there have called in, and you've called in and you've asked about your purpose, your passion, the great idea you have, whether you want to do Reiki in Honolulu or something else. You've called in and you've said it. So what is it that's keeping us from moving forward and launching our dream? Well, you know, my guest, Karen uh, Barbanel, joining me here today, created a book called Birthing the Elephant. I was sharing during the break that there is a chart on page 81 in the book, and it's called Your Emotional Road to uh, Roadmap to Startup Success, but I think it's more than that. And I mentioned that I made a copy of it. I hope I didn't violate any copyright laws here. I made a copy of it, blew it up, and I have it in the office. And the, the, we're going to talk about this, and part of the question I ask you about family members fits in here somewhere. And here's what I want to do. For those of you listening to the show and would like a copy of the book and have a question that you'd like to ask Karen on air, I want to give you a copy of the book. We'll take, eh, let's take two callers. 1-800-930-2819. And that is, want your question on air, I'm going to give you a copy of the book. 1-800-930-2819. Okay. First question, let's get the whole family naysayer thing out of the way. You know, that's a tough one. Yeah. No, it it really is. Yeah. um, You know, there are two sides to the whole family issue. You have to say um, a lot of women launch by getting support from their family and friends. They go the what they call the F&F route. That's Mm -hmm. how they, you know, underwrite their business. They Mm -hmm. get their family to give them loans and and friends to help them out. So, you know, there are plenty of instances in the book where family was totally supportive of, you know, women going forward. But the reality is that there are going to be other people that, you know, it's tough. Maybe you've been in a two-paycheck family. You've lost your job. You decide to launch. You know, you're not going to be bringing in those dollars for a while, and it can really strain the situation. We've all been there. Right. Um, so I, I think that is a real issue, and I, I think, you know, I think as you think about how do you handle that, I think there are a few things. First of all, the more business-like you are about your launch, the more serious everyone is going to know that you are about making it happen. And, you know, I think that's something that you communicate with, you know, how you manage your time, how you manage your resources, how you reach out to other people. That's going to let everyone know, you know, whether it's your friends who are calling you at 3 o'clock to ask you to, you know, help out with their daycare, but, you know, you're in the middle of your day launching, you know, trying to launch your business. Whatever it is, you know, communicating to people in a very... um, you know, kind of friendly but business-like way that, you know what, I'm serious about this. This is really important to me. I feel I have a lot of resources that I can bring to it, and it's um, I need to make this happen, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. I think, first of all, just, again, communicating that confidence in yourself and your idea. Now, that doesn't mean you know everything that you need to know about how to make it happen, because nobody does. Mm-hmm. But it means that, you know, you feel fundamentally you have a great idea and you are passionate about it. You've checked out the marketplace. You know, there is a need for it and you're going to go for it. I think that's the first thing. And then I think the other thing that, you know, can help uh, is to just prepare people 
you know, a lot of people said when they were thinking of launching, you know, they, they sat down with their family, their friends, and they said, you know, look, I've, you know, I've decided to go this route. I really want to give it a chance. I want to give it 12 months or 18 months, whatever, you know, six months, whatever you can say. That's not too long, but um, I want to give it some time, and I'm going to put all my energy in and all my talent and all my resources to making it happen, but I'm going to need your support, and here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be spending a lot more hours, you know, working on the business than I might have been, you know, when I had a job. But the, um, and that's going to take some uh, Mm -hmm. adjustment for all of us. Yeah. But the upside is I'm going to have a lot more flexibility with, uh, in terms of my time. And that's a huge, you know, motivator to women, especially when women talk about, you know, why they launch. You know, it's not just the financial independence. That's probably really third on the list. It's like flexibility is probably the first thing, feeling of fulfillment that they're achieving something that they care about. That's the second. So, you know, yeah, you're trading off a lot of your time, but what you're getting in return when you launch is you are getting more control over your time. And, you, you know, if you manage it well, you can, um, you know, keep things moving and deal with those issues. I think the other thing in terms of family and friends and um you know, keeping a, a kind of a, a good climate around you as you're going forward uh, is to really let people know that there really is a light at the end of the tunnel, that, you know, you're going to be working for a while. It's right. going to be very intense, but potentially there's a huge payoff, and there really is, because anyone will tell you that all the statistics show that you're far more likely financially to not forget about being happier and more pleasant to live with, you're also far more likely to generate um, more money um, through an entrepreneurial venture than you are in a paying job. I mean, this is just the truth. You know, there's the investment of time, but the payoff down the road is really good. But if you prepare people and you kind of let them know up front and actually using the book is really good because we do take you through these stages so you know kind of what are going to be the issues you're going to be dealing with emotionally at every stage you know you can work with your partner and your friends and really get them on board get them excited about it and you know have the support that you need and the other issue is if realistically in the end they're not all that enthusiastic you know what they're not the only fish in the pond you know, go to your friend, other friends, you know, right. find other entrepreneurs, create your own little support system for success. You know, Liz Lang, again, when she was launching, she talked about how she had two friends who were launching in totally different fields at the same time. And they would just meet every week for lunch and support each I other. I hear that over and over again. Actually, that's what saved me. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually... And I didn't really know that that's what I was doing, but mm-hmm. boy, you do feel like you're out there alone, especially in my case, yeah. where I managed an entire HR organization. Wow. And yeah, and then there you are yourself and your computer. Right. Uh, and, and-, you know, and I wanted to ask you, Karen, about this, but let me just mention, for those of you who want a copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. 
please give Mr. Benny your question so that we can bring it on air. 1-800-930-2819. Birthing the Elephant is the book. Let's hit the emotional roadmap to startup success. Let's let's just take a, a walk down that path since I see the elephants walking down that path as well. Yeah, um, what we did was we, again, um, what we tried to do was we talked to all these different entrepreneurs, you know, lots of different fields, all these women in different stages, different businesses. We tried to look at, well, if we were going to kind of map their startup over the first 22 months, you know, really critical to get a strong start. If we were sort of to look at them, across them, could we kind of break down the launch into some stages so we could give people advice at each stage? You know, you're here in the first stage, the second stage. And we did find that although it, you know, varies a lot, and of course we didn't have, you know, we had 20 people, not 20,000, but we did find that actually there were some real patterns. So what we did was we broke it down into four stages, which is what our little chart that you're talking about has. And the first stage is really start your startup. It's really kind of the first uh, 100 days of your launch. And it takes you through um, what you need to do um, at that point. And again, it's all about being focused. It's about reaching out, getting resources. You know, you're going to feel very excited, but you're also maybe going to feel very isolated at that stage. You know, there are lots of feelings that you're going to go through in that first 100 days. But if you can use that first 100 days really effectively and, you know, hit the ground running, I mean, that's going to be huge for you. So the first stage is start your startup. Then the second stage we called run your own show because that's really a stage at which a lot of issues seem to surface around making this transition from employee to entrepreneur. Oh, right. Yeah, the first stage is kind of the honeymoon stage. You're excited. Everybody's <laughs> excited. They're cheering you on. You know, you've got your little budget. You know, you're going forward. You know, the kind of second stage is, well, what does it really mean now? But as you say, you know, I used to have the job, you know, I had the job, I had the office, I had people around me, we could go out from, now I'm sitting in my, you know, office waiting for the phone to ring or checking my email every five minutes. Well, you know what the first aha was for me in that stage? Mm -hmm. The minute that, uh, there I am, and, you know, still kind of like the spillover from the, you know, the the honeymoon. Right. And I'm sitting there and kind of creating the whole cross-busting stuff. And all of a sudden, I have a technical issue. Mm-hmm. Where is my technical peep? Where's your technical guy? Where is the... T- and there is no tech... And so you're sitting there, right? right? And it's like, oh, no, what do I do? That's just a small realization. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, you know, suddenly all that support, that infrastructure, <laughs> it just doesn't exist. You're chasing the FedEx truck. It all begins and ends yeah, with you. You're doing right. everything. You know, you're doing that's the marketing. Right. You're, you know, putting together the products. You're trying to reach, you know, and so this running your own show is sort of the point, the second stage where you kind of come to terms with what it means to be on your own, to have taken this road. And you get a sense of, you know, how you need to develop a kind of different mindset we call the entrepreneurial mindset. And we talk um, about that in that stage. So that's what the second stage is. The third stage is what we call from breakdown uh, to breakthrough. And that's sort of one of my favorite stages because we can all relate to that. This stage, everybody seemed to go through this. And, you know, it might have been a little earlier, a little later. None of of this is cast in stone. But what this is, is at a certain point, you know, the business seems to be going along pretty well. 
you're getting pretty good at solving these problems. You're kind of thinking of yourself like an entrepreneur. And then all of a sudden, you hit a huge roadblock. It's something huge. It's like hitting the wall if you're a runner. You just seem to run out of gas. It seems like a big problem right. that could totally sort of uh, sabotage your, your startup. And it's really a kind of a testing time. It's a time that really separates kind of the startup uh, people from the would-be startup Yeah, and let, let's hold that thought because I got to tell you, I have been there quite a few times. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to got to finish this roadmap and uh, share a few stories of how this can totally derail you or catapult you to the next level of your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Duck Pat Show. business use an ultimate marketing makeover? Come to the third annual Business Matchmaking Expo, September 26 and 27, featuring nationally recognized inspirational speakers. You might win $20,000 in goods, products, or services. Register at womenandsmallbiz.com or call 206-349-4297. The Business Matchmaking Expo will take you from believing in your dreams to achieving success. See vibrational healer and psychic Sonia Choquette live in Seattle. Sonia shows you how to claim and follow your intuition. Plus, she'll answer questions and give powerful audience readings. How to accept your intuitive gifts is an all-new lecture. See Sonia Choquette at the Washington State Convention and Trade Center in Seattle on Saturday, October 18th from 10 to 5 p.m. Seats are limited, so call now at 1-800-654-5126 or visit HayHouseEvents.com. Whether you're female or male and you're feeling just not quite right, your hormones may be out of balance or depleted. For a comprehensive assessment and to discuss the safe and effective bioidentical natural hormone therapy, visit the bioidentical hormone specialist, Dr. Darvish and her staff at Holistique Medical Center in Bellevue. Call 425-451-0404. Visit Holistique at drdarvish.com. That's drdarvish.com. The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into a number one talk radio show, hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping to promote and sustain The Dr. Pat Show, submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in the world. Are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. I really thought that I was the only one who cared about things that matter to me, like the planet, kids, education, peace, and creating a world that works for everyone. Then I found the Center for Spiritual Living, an entire church that thinks and cares about the things I do. And Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis inspires us to build better lives in a better world. I've found my new spiritual home. Honoring all paths to God, the Center for Spiritual Living is located just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way with Free Sunday services. Visit online at spiritualliving.org. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. I'm waiting for you. 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Birthing the Elephant is the name of the book. Karen uh, Abarbanel joining us here today on the Dr. Pat Show. And, you know, this is the go, uh, this is the go for it, God. But, you know, I can't help think birthing the elephant there. You know, how many hours of labor do you actually want to be in with that? And I think that's what we're talking about today. I mean, can we make the process, you know, very, uh, let's call it easy, relatively speaking, from launching a business? And what is it that if you knew, what, what if you knew some of these things, what possibly could you avoid? Karen, we have a caller calling in today. Benny, who do we have? Susie from Seattle. Susie, welcome to the show. How are you today? Pretty well, and thanks for having me on. Excellent. So, got a question for Karen? Yeah, it's a pretty rudimentary question. Um, I'm going through some very long health treatments, and I'm having, <laughs> while I'm doing this, uh, thinking of how to reinvent myself. Mm. I actually um, have talent as a botanical card and print artist that uh, I have developed. I've never sold them. I've always given them away, and people keep telling me you must sell these. And I and I do know that um, making an art business is, is quite, and creating an art business is quite different than a regular product business that other people can sew stuff for you or, mm-hmm. you know, print stuff for you. This is a one-of-a-kind, and I'm kind of, I just have no clue how to, to begin to market mm. my art. I love that you called in, Susie. Thank you. I love this. Right. I mean, that's great. First of all, you know, there's wonderful news here. People are telling you that, you know, you've got a great idea. It's not just you thinking, I've got a great idea. So that's the good thing. You know, we always need to look at that upside. You know, we were talking about being optimistic. So, I mean, that's great. And now, you know, the thing, uh, I would say that some of the things you want to think about Um, thinking back to some of the things we said in the book, was, you know, you don't have to launch right away. I mean, there are lots of different launch models. That's one of the things we talk about in the book. And I don't know whether you're, you know, dealing with these health issues while you're working and then trying to launch to start this. But, you know, it is possible to moonlight. Um, You could start really small and develop these and, you know, start maybe just a simple website to advertise them. Um, Mm -hmm. There are websites that do crafts and programs like, you know, um, projects like that that really um, create a, help you create a market online. That's one idea. You could start a little freedom fund for yourself where you're saying, okay, I can't really launch this idea right now, but I'm going to start researching my market. I'm going to start, you know, talking to people and finding out what really is marketable. I'm going to look at what the competition might be. I'm going to find my niche, and I'm going to start saving some money, and mm-hmm. it's going to be my freedom fund, and I'm going to use this, you know, 12 months from now, I'm going to really be in a much better position to launch. Or you can, again, you know, kind of do it um, more gradually by moonlighting. Keep your day job. Um, there are lots of people in the book who did that, and uh, you know, just develop the idea kind of slowly so you're not putting yourself under the pressure of a full-scale launch. Uh, you know, but the main thing is every day, you know, there are maybe two or three things you could do that will move you in the direction of mm-hmm. your dream. And I think one of the messages is that, you know, if you've got that dream and you really feel strongly that it's something you'd love to do, you're hearing that there's a market for it, then you know what? Start taking those steps day by day to bring that dream into reality. And, you know, it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to take a huge leap 
you know, you can take sort of baby steps towards that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the very heartening things. And even especially about the Internet, you know, you can do things in a very kind of cost-effective, in some ways low-risk way, and test the waters. Mm -hmm. So, Susie, I want to ask you a question. First of all, you're going to get a copy of the book, and that's going to help you enormously. Oh, bless your heart for that. Yeah, enormously. <laughs> but I, can I ask you, like, a quick question? Sure. How would you describe your product? Uh, custom, one-of-a-kind, botanical cards and um, larger framed prints. Mm-hmm. So a mechanical card is something that opens, that has moving parts, it's bo- No, it's botanical. botanical. Oh, botanical. Uh, yeah, I, I go out, I pick flowers and leaves and branch, small branches, and I arrange them and press them in presses, which takes time, and you have to tend to them and crank them down every day to create the pressure to evaporate the water out of them. And then mm-hmm. when I gather, get those materials out of there, then I can begin to assemble cards in each Say a small uh, four by six card would take an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's very labor intensive. I would like to learn how to uh, reproduce these mm-hmm. um, because I've never seen anything like them out right. in the field. Well, here's one idea. I just had a flash for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just had one too. Oh, okay. okay. Um, shall I give mine then? Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Mine is that I actually had cards. I mean, I'm sure yours are, are beautiful and unique, but when I when we were getting married, we had a very small marriage, my husband and I, very because we'd been together for a long time, ages, but we had um, these cards with, you know, um, pressed flowers, and then we had someone do calligraphy to invite everyone to mm. our wedding. And here's the thought, you know, I was just thinking, gosh, we use those cards for our wedding. Maybe you try to kind of create a niche like um, women who are going to, um, you know, a wedding situation where they really want something totally unique, customized, beautiful, one of a kind that they can sort of share. And actually for our anniversary, I framed one of them for my husband. And it's a wonderful thing. So, you know, that might be a, a niche start looking into. That's a great idea. Thank it's you. absolutely fabulous. Uh, and, yeah, and, and the idea that I want to just pass on to you mm-hmm. is, and we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to really cut it short. Sure. I was up in Port Townsend last weekend, and I visited a shop. Boy, I wish I could know. I can remember the name of it, but they have some very unique things in it. And as you walked in the door, there was... Uh, an entire section of this custom-made, fabulous furniture, you know, bold artwork, story, saying, embedded in it. And I asked the woman, the owner, I said, how does, how does this artist do this? The owner said, well, guess what? She's got like 80 people working for her now. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something I want to leave you with because you may have to start this alone, but think big enough so that you have other folks that can help you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. well, that's great. And thank you both for those wonderful oh, little I hope you enjoy I'm the book. very, very grateful. Yeah. I look forward to the book very much. And I don't know the word mechanical came out of my <laughs> mouth, even though but it, that wasn't, I didn't know that. Well, botanical and mechanical are not that far. <laughs> yeah, but what I want to say for you is the vision I had is something of the cards you're making that move. And I don't know what that is or how that's going to look. But anyway, thank you for calling in. Oh, bless your heart. Okay, you're going to get the book, Karen. Wow, thank you for a great show. Out of time, just about. Never out of time, because we've got another hour coming up, by the way. But uh, as we wrap up, what's your personal message for everybody today? 
Uh, I just want to say, you know, it's been a wonderful show. We've talked about so many things that I, I, you know, we touch on and go into depth in the book. And I I just want to say, you know, if you've got a dream and you've got a real drive to make it happen, then dust off that dream and go for it. But, you know, be prepared. Talk to people. Get out there. Read books like Birthing the Elephant. You know, get get up to speed. Do Mm -hmm. your homework. And it'll just give you all the confidence in the world. And the other thing I just want to say, one last thing is, you know, You can be in business for yourself, but you don't have to be in business by yourself. So build a support system of success for yourself. It's one of the key things that people talk in the book about and contributing to their launch. Okay, give us your website. Okay, great. It's www.birthingtheelephant.com. Thank you, Karen. Oh, thank you. Everybody stay tuned. Yeah, science and shamanism coming right up. (laughs) 